Hello, 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 podcast listeners. Welcome to another edition of PWC Connections, the podcast. We're still doing it. We're still in the bucket. I'm still one of your hosts. My name is Lamont Henson, and joining me again, I'm so blessed to have Courtney Lucas. What's going on, Courtney? Hey, Lamont. How's it going? It's going pretty well, pretty well. We're entering spring. In fact, this is the month of April. 2022 is starting to fly just like all the other years. That's right. We're we're past the first quarter of the year, entering into the second quarter of the year. Yeah. And one of the things we wanted to talk about going into the second quarter, and we got two great guests to help us talk about that, is work zone safety. Uh, work zone safety is not just the responsibility of the crews out there trying to get the work done. It's everyone's responsibility. So we wanted to kind of get some information out, talk about some things that hopefully our audience can uh, start to think about and perhaps share with our community. Uh, later on, I believe the third week in April, it is Work Zone Safety Week, or works on a, uh, but the whole month is Distracted Drivers Awareness Month. And it's perfect that we're doing this podcast right now because a lot of our listeners listen in the car. So you might be out and about right now driving past some work zones. Exactly. So let's get into our guests. We got a two guys who sit pretty high up on the totem pole so we're pretty grateful that they could uh, make time to join us one is our power line field supervisor mr Britton o'quinn how you doing brit doing good lamont hope you are yes sir yes sir thanks for joining us also we have our water resources operation manager mr chris rainey what's going on chris nothing much happy friday <laughs> <laughs> always something yeah especially <laughs> i'm sure much. you guys are always handling stuff uh those titles are pretty big titles, but aside from the title itself, if you would tell us, uh, we're going to start with you, Britt, how long you've been with PwC and uh, what does that title encompass? Kind of what do you do on a day-to-day? I've been at PwC this October, be 34 years. Wow. Yep, man, 34 years. I'm 57 years old and I've been doing a lot of work since 88. And I, I look after a lot of the overhead crews here at PwC and in electrical construction. We've had a couple president changes since you started in 88. <laughs> make me feel old, man. Make me feel old. Yeah, that's right. So so, so, what does the day-to-day look like? Or uh, talk a little bit about how things have evolved since you've uh, started. Uh, we got a lot of young staff now. A lot of older guys are gone. Right. Um, we got uh, a lot of new technology out in the field that we didn't have back in the day when I was in the bucket all the time. And um, it's just, you got to change with it. Nobody really likes change, but that's the way it is nowadays. So uh, these young guys, computer whizzes, you know, they, they took it to school. They're way ahead of me on a computer. So I've seen it getting more and more advanced every day. Yeah. It's kind of marrying uh, the new technology with the, the, the guys who know and have that experience, that's, experience with the new technology. That's right. That's, I'll go to them, ask them questions about a computer now, you know, so. Yeah, I can see it. I'm a, I like a dinosaur. I've heard older people talk about it. You know, I was the young buck back in the day, and now I'm the dinosaur, and they're the young bucks. That's how time works. That's but if it. something goes wrong with that technology, you're able to go old school That's it. and make things happen, That's which it. they can't do. That's exactly right. That's the advantage we got. Chris, what about you? Uh, I've been at PwC now for 15 years, um, water resources operations manager, and kind of the day in the life, what we do is operate and maintain, construct, 
pretty much everything to do with the water and sewer mains, services, hydrants, sewer manholes, anything, anything that provides for our distribution of the water and collection of the sewer. So when people are out and about driving um, throughout Fayetteville, they'll see Britt's crews who are in the bucket trucks and Chris's crews who are the ones usually with a bunch of orange cones and um, diamond signs working in the roadway. That's right. A lot of times we're in a trench where we've we've dug down below below the road surface to to get to our facilities to do our to do our work. So on a typical day uh, between the two of you, how many crews would you say we have out and about? I'd say on the water side, we're every day we've got 20 plus crews out somewhere around town. Some of those are four man crews doing excavations. Some of them are two man crews doing doing work from the top side. So it's 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 20 plus probably around 100 staff a day. Okay, what about you, Brett? We got I think 14 or 15 crews. But like Chris, our our biggest crews six man crews, smallest is two man crews. Um, out and about Fev all the time. Okay, so tell us about setting up work zones. How does how does that work? On our end, with some of our larger setups where we have to either close a road or put a lane closure in, there's obviously pre-planning that goes into that because we've got to evaluate side streets. The, the If there's any signalized intersections, we've got to set everything up to take every situation into account. So a lot of pre-planning, and then it's delivered down to the crews to actually implement the plan, put it in place and, and set the, set it up so that if somebody drives through there, there's, they have no, should have no confusion as to where they're supposed to go. Okay. What about you, Britt? Um, what do y'all do on your side? About the same as Chris Cruz. Uh, ours are kind of hit and miss. You know, we had a lot of emergency calls, broke poles, power off. We're not there in the road as long as Chris and them are, but there's some days the poles that we had to change out might take six, eight hours to change out a pole. So it is, it is very same way. We try to plan ahead, and uh, we got contractors to come in help with traffic control. Uh, we put our signs up, and um, it's it's a spooky feeling. It it really is. I mean, that traffic is ugly sometimes in Fayetteville. You know, especially on a Friday this time of day mm-hmm. from now to five six o'clock, it could be hectic. And one of the things that Lamont and I do, um, in our department, when your crews send out um, traffic advisories, we'll send them out to the public so people know um, to expect PwC crews in the roadway. Um, Chris, that happened this week with the project on Murkison Road, and Britt, That's there was right. a car accident on Murkison Road yesterday. So we mm-hmm. had to um, put out some information on that, and there were cones and stuff up. And yep. That's right. What what is the significance of the signs and arrows? How helpful are, are they? Because to what Courtney was just speaking about, I was on Murchison Road trying to get some some pictures of the work zone area, and one is the weather. So that's one thing you're not thinking about that it was it was pretty cold that day. Uh, Murchison Road, the way that the is constructed, there's not there's no room, there's no, no really no turning lane. So you you got cars whizzing by. Uh, the speed limit is 45. There's people doing 50. Uh, cones are set up that may have one lane closed off where the guys are, but you still got that open lane and people aren't really, they're not going slow. So uh, I I just wanted to get you to talk about the significance of the signs and like the arrow board. The, The whole key to traffic control is you've got to take the assumption that the person's not paying attention. They can't, read four or five different messages as they're coming up. It's got to be clear, concise, the cones, the airboards, everything's got to pretty much direct them where you want them to go. 
they they don't need to be coming into the work zone at 55 miles an hour trying to guess where they're supposed to be. It needs to be clear, concise, and and easy to follow. How do we train our our crews? Far as our side and Britt's side, they go through flagger training classes, traffic control classes. We we run a, a series of classes that are NCDOT approved to bring them up to speed from from a training standpoint. And then there is a lot of learning on the on the job with the crews. The more experienced folks can, you know, help help them understand why we do what we do. Got it. Cool. Yeah, every, every road's different. Like a Ramsey Street versus a two lane road in Grage Creek. It just it's all we like Chris said, we go to those schools and they they tell us how to set up the cones, how much warning, how far away to park the size they got to be, you know, so people have enough time to, to make an adjustment. Now, Britt, you um like you said, you were in a bucket. Do you have any stories or any um memories of people just ignoring signage and not paying attention to the guys working uh every day every every day if we if we had to come down to, uh, from the air to get a piece of material or something we could look around you know wait for somebody to get us something on the ground or whatever it might be it seems like everybody wastes the last second to get in that left lane <laughs> got the right lane closed and then they, they run up there and slam on brakes and uh way back in the day we had a guy get seriously injured on the tree crew um the car pinned between the truck Oh no! Yeah, that was that's been back in the eighties, but um, yeah, we, we see it every day. I mean, everybody's in a hurry to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and you're in their way. And I understand that because people wait the last minute to leave; they got to get it for somewhere at a certain time. And uh, all the distractions nowadays: cell phones, people texting and driving on social media. On that's 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 um, there's somebody out there on the side of the road that's got a family at home. Uh, there's our, there's our dads, there are moms, and um. All we want to do is get home safe. That's all. That's exactly right. We all want to go home safe to our yep. families. Um, and Chris, you also have experience out and about. You have your engineering background. Do you have any experiences with people driving crazy in work zones? Uh, we had a really scary incident about five years ago on Pamela Drive. We had a water main break. We had the entire center of the road closed. All the traffic control set up exactly as it should have been. Cones, airboards, signage. Um, a driver came towards the work zone, drove straight into the work zone, over the cones, hit that lighted sign, rolled the vehicle, and missed the crew that was working solely because there was one work vehicle between where he crossed through the work zone and where the men were standing. That if that vehicle hadn't have been there, he may have mm-hmm. may have come right through where the crew was standing at. So it's you never know. You can set everything up perfect, everything be just as it should be, and in a moment's notice, somebody could just fly right through the work zone, take their eyes off the road, run. You know, it it only takes a split second for for something really bad to happen. And these situations are not unique to PwC. Correct. These things happen mm-hmm. to crews all around the world, I imagine, which is why we are observing Work Zone Safety Awareness Week. That's correct. It, anybody that's doing any work next to a road, in a road, um, they're they're all in that same danger of of vehicles moving at a at a high rate of speed, even doing the speed limit compared to an individual standing next to the road. It's it's a dangerous situation. Yes, that's like on Chris's side. They don't have much of a choice. They got to be in the road because a lot of the, the water lines and stuff is under the road. 
on our on our side, we get off the road and try to work the pole best we can without having to get in the road, just for, just for that reason because mm-hmm. we, you know, it's a hindrance and for safety. So when people are out and about driving, what do you all see them doing? What kind of distractions are people? Um, what what kind of things are they being distracted by? I see them texting. I see them on social media. I see them doing their hair. I see them putting <laughs> on makeup. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's I have seen that before, especially at this time of year when the times. Well, back in during the around the holidays when it's dark coming to work, you'll see a glow in the passenger mm-hmm. driver's seat, and you see the phone on. So, are you seen them reading books? Have no, a, you... a, a book open on the steering wheel, <laughs> holding the two sides of the book and the steering wheel at the same time, painting their nails, doing their oh, hair, like on. Brent said. Um, you, if you stand on the side of the road or on a work zone long enough, you will see people doing just unbelievable things while they're driving. Uh-huh. I said a girl come by me on 295 today going home. She was driving with her knees, typing on the phone. <laughs> well, I hope she made it to um, her destination safely. <laughs> well, that text isn't that important. And uh, to what Chris and Britt were both speaking about with their their previous experiences, it only takes a split second. So you taking your eyes off the road to check a message or to thoroughly respond to someone. And in that split second, you go into a work zone and it gets fatal. And now your whole life has changed. Someone else's whole life has changed. So this is what this conversation is really about. People need to kind of smarten up and understand that uh, projects are going on to try to help our society. Uh, to make things better in the community. And there are people out there getting those jobs done. So we, again, we need everyone to be responsible and try to help people in work zones stay safe. Uh, Texting, eating, that's, come on, makeup, nails, that's ridiculous. Um, If you guys could talk about kind of a little bit about the the importance of the PPE and the, the certain colors you wear and the roles of the, the folks out there in the crew. I believe it's like an inspector, a supervisor, and then you have your actual crew members. How does that all play into uh, safekeeping? As far as the PPE, everybody's wearing a vest, a reflective vest as they're out working around the roadways. There are actually different grades to the vest as to how reflective it is, how wide the stripes are on the vest. But that, that is a requirement for someone being able to be seen better. Because if somebody's got on darker clothing, they need that vest to be able to stand out so they don't blend into whatever activity is going on or the road itself. Um, we wear the hard hats. They've got reflective strips on those as well. Uh, so we've, you know, we try to make sure everybody is completely visible. At nighttime, the reflective stands out even better so there that, that is a key for the personnel in the work zone to be able to be seen effectively that was going to be my next question nighttime work because we do nighttime work all the time so are there different rules or different parameters different steps you'll take you have to take into consideration at nighttime you know the vest obviously for reflective but you've also got to add in some artificial lighting to for one illuminate the job site that you're trying to work on but the other part of that is to illuminate the work zone so that the the drivers do see that they don't just come into a dark area and all of a sudden there's people standing there. What are some tips you all have for uh, drivers to stay safe while they're driving in work zones and keeping our employees safe? 
my biggest thing is just leave leave enough time to give you a time because as much construction and stuff's going around around Fevel, you don't ever know you're going to be held up for 10, 15 minutes. You got to be somewhere at a certain time. Give yourself an extra 15 minutes to get there. That's the biggest thing. Everybody's in a hurry to go somewhere, and I do it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and not like I don't do it. Everybody does it. But that's just, you don't think about that when you leave the house, you know, going to church on Sunday mornings. It could be a wreck on Ramby Street under my situation down Ramby Street, and I might be late. The preacher won't know where I'm at. So I always try to leave a little, you know, <laughs> a few minutes early. That's that's the biggest thing I can say. And don't be eating and texting and putting on makeup and stuff like that. Because, like I said, if you hit somebody and, and kill them, you got to live with that the rest of your life. That's never going to go away. What would you say, Chris? The biggest thing I'd say is pay attention. If if everybody pays attention and approaches the work zone, enters the work zone, follows the signs and the delineators, the cones, the barrels, it is, it is designed to move you through there without you having to stop, without you having to have a backup that's going to put you 15 minutes late. It, it's designed for you to pass through that work zone at obviously a slower clip, but you're not going to – you're not going to lose 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes of your commute if everybody's paying attention. It's when somebody's not paying attention that you end up with the backup and somebody just ran over a cone or knocked something over it. It's got to be cleaned up. So pay, pay attention, be aware, and you know, know you're, you may be a few seconds slower than you were going to get to where you were going to be, but it, it's designed to move you through there safely. Yeah, and we're aware that work zones can be a hassle. Um, you know, like you said, people are in a hurry, but it is really important that you do respect the workers who are out there who are ultimately working for you. They're making sure that you have reliable services, whether it be water, sewer, or electric. So um, just be careful when you're driving around the city. And that goes for, like I said, PwC and everyone else. So NC DOT, uh, MetroNet's been out and about, Duke when they're driving around, anybody in the road. Absolutely. Well, uh, we also have a segment on this on our YouTube channel about work zone safety uh, to, to complement this this episode and to follow up on what the gentlemen were saying. It's, it's as simple as stay alert. Uh, you're, you're out there driving. Keep your eyes on the road. Uh, please don't speed. Those signs are out there for a reason. So watch and observe them. Um, no distracted driving. That, that speaks to what Britt was saying with the makeup and the eating and the texting. Don't be distracted. Watch for the road debris out there. Avoid changing lanes. Please be patient. That's necessary. Uh, don't tailgate. You know, you don't, it's, you'll get there. Trust me. All right, guys, I want to thank you all for uh, joining us and having this conversation and taking the time. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Courtney, go ahead. Well, I just want to remind people um, to follow us on social media so that they get those alerts when we do have traffic advisories. Um, of course, we have things on Facebook and Twitter, but we also send things out on Nextdoor. Right. That are specific to a certain area. So, yes, if you uh, are on Nextdoor, but you haven't decided to follow PwC, do so. Uh, we do send certain stuff that doesn't go to our other social media platforms. It's specific to Nextdoor. So that's Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, next door, all F-A-Y-P-W-C. And we'll call people, um, like for our tree trimming crews, when they're out and about, we'll call residents who are in that area to let them know that our crews will be in the area. Because we're trying to keep everyone safe. Mm -hmm. So please uh, continue to listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, whether that's Apple, uh, Google, all, all the different platforms, Spotify, we're there. 
uh, tune into our YouTube channel, our TV show by the same name, PwC Connections. Uh, you may see Britt or Chris, so you can match up the face with the voice. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us, especially on a Friday. I know it's super busy. Uh, everyone have a great spring, great April. This is April 1, but this show is no fooling. But out, boom. Come on, man. Come on. All right, guys. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all. Thanks for having us. Have a good one. Bye.